in my own dojo. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name's Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this is a spoiler cast for Netflix and Marvel's Iron Fist. Iron Fist. It is finally out. It is, I guess, the the last movie until the, I guess, the first phase of the Netflix universe is uh, completed. Uh, I, I believe they're kind of organizing these into phases, just kind of like they did the Avengers movies in the cinematic universe. So uh, uh, Iron Fist is, I guess, the uh, last one out of the gate. So it's done. We watched it. Um, a lot of the reviews out there that you're going to see are people reviewing just specifically the first six episodes because that's mm-hmm. kind of what the early release embargoes are wrapped around. But uh, over here at Superhero Slate, we like to watch the entire thing. We like to actually give the listeners out there a chance to watch it all. So we wait about a week so we can just dive into it. And I believe you literally just finished watching this, right? I, I did. Uh, I, I wrapped up about 30 minutes ago. Uh, and this is the first time. <laughs> I've got. I've, I've, I had a. I had a crunch through five hours of it this morning. So I woke up <laughs> and just plowed right through it. Yeah. Um, and, and just to, to clarify that a little bit, Defenders is technically the end of phase one uh, oh, okay. of their yeah, Netflix because yeah. that was included in the original announcement. Um, but of the standalone shows, yes, this is the first. Yes, the Defenders will be the punctuation mark, if you will. And if you're not too familiar with how we do things around here, this is a spoiler cast, so there will indeed be spoilers, as Chris says. So, duh, don't duh. be surprised. But, uh, yeah, so we're here uh, to talk uh, about Iron Fist, all the spoilers. Um, and usually, uh, like we do every week, we're recording a news episode as well. And I, usually mm-hmm. we kind of save the spoiler cast until after we talk about the news. And if you're subscribed to our uh, feed, you'll get that as well. But uh, I think we're both just really waiting to talk about this. We've been really radio silenced between the two of us, trying not to give away our hand, if you will. Oh, God. <laughs> so soon? Are we, yeah. How many minutes into this are we? Come yeah, on. So- so soon so usually like we're already like an hour into talking with each other before we kind of jump into these spoiler casts but i told you specifically not long ago that i was like i want to talk about this first i've been holding i've been holding it close to my chest for too long and uh, we really need to get into iron fist yes we do uh mostly because i mean this has been a week uh, (laughs) of not just this of, of other things but like I, I I used this to describe it last night, and I don't know if this is too soon to say it, Mike, but I felt like someone was dragging me through hot coals watching this oh. show. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was not easy to make it through <laughs> this season and through the week. I mean, so many times I looked over at my wife and I was just like, okay, do you just want to finish this already? we got two episodes left. I mean, this is the polar opposite of types of show, but uh, this weekend, a new season of Grace and Frankie came out, which is just about two old ladies and two old gay guys, and we were just like, can we finish Iron Fist so we can go ahead and watch these old people do funny old people stuff? So I think that just goes to show you how hard it is to make it through this. It, it very much is, and it, it actually reminded me of whenever I watched the first uh, two seasons of Arrow, because I, I came in late to the show, I'm not... I wasn't on board with it from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I, there are a lot of parallels between Iron Fist and the first season of Arrow, I felt mm-hmm. like. And, and and mostly, you know, rich white guys coming back <laughs> from disappearing for several years and automatically knowing how to fight people. Um, there, I think there was one time Danny was in the rain and he looked just like Oliver in all the flashbacks. <laughs> um, but I have to say... I, I I cranked out I think what five episodes today. Um, actually felt much better than the first half of the show. Um, I think the first half, uh, maybe up to episode eight or, or, or yeah maybe seven or eight even, were the hardest to watch. But once it hit that eight or nine mark, 
<laughs> that is what the show should have been. <laughs> I like how you're just like, you know, those first two thirds of this season, uh, pretty unbearable. Hey, but if you can if you can hold out until the last couple episodes, you might kind of enjoy oh, yourself. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying anybody should, but like, I'm sure there's an, a good what, what, what I'm going to call a machete order where uh-huh. you can cut up the season into like the parts that matter and the parts that don't matter mm-hmm. and cut out all that corporate espionage bullshit that nobody cares about and honestly i feel like this show was written the first half was written by one person and the second by another because Mm -hmm. the first half danny had different powers uh like the more he got hit the more he could use the iron fist but later on the more he got hit the more he couldn't use the iron fist yeah i I don't know what was happening yeah, I think that really just goes into the sloppiness of the show in general. And I think that kind of brings me around to, I guess, the first topic I want to talk about here with uh, Iron Fist is specifically the fighting. So if you if you uh, listen to us often and you hear us talking about Iron Fist back in the past, uh, I know, at least I was, and I believe you were too, really excited for the fighting coming up in this show because we were like, all right, this is going to be like our first, like, kung fu superhero you know we've really seen on the screen that we were we were really looking forward to the fighting i mean we saw the fighting in daredevil and he was just kind of more of like a street level brawler and that was awesome there was actually iconic like i wouldn't say necessarily history making stuff but i mean everybody remembers that hallway fight from episode three you know uh, everyone was raving about how awesome the fighting was in daredevil so when we finally get to the fight scenes in iron fist they are just garbage they are just pointless and they're you don't even need to watch them and i think it's funny that you make the arrow comparison because it's just like the fight scenes that you see in arrow which is on the lowest level cw budget you know for that kind of action you know it's stuff just starts happening on the screen you can just look away nothing entertaining is happening it's not moving the plot along it's just there to fill out the episode it's just like there they cut away from all the hits there's just nothing there to watch uh, there's just random like misty flips in the air that don't do anything and there it's just it's just worthless and which is just really sad for a show that's supposed to be about kung fu iron fist masters and it's i don't know what did, what did you think about the fight the fight scenes so in the, show? the fight scenes i i'm walking away with two things from the fight scenes one and my brian from comic you i agree with me the best fight scene is the drunken master fight scene yeah because it had personality to it it did and there was a purpose he had to beat him to get through the building mm-hmm. okay so there was that but the kung fu in this it feels more like uh what i would call like this is what you would learn in real life kung fu classes um, and not the kung fu of like the you know the the Asian exploitation era kung fu, where like you know Jackie Chan era, uh, Bruce Lee era, where like you know it's it's choppier and you know I don't know it wasn't TV kung fu we saw it felt like we were watching real life kung fu which is not very cool to watch like if this is a TV show they should have spiced it up a little bit made it extravagant because he's in a mystical land fighting people who come back from the dead with his glowing hand mm-hmm. spice it up a little bit for us come on there's only so much fake cocaine we can deal with or, <laughs> throughout, throughout it, an episode it, it was it was heroin okay not cocaine <laughs> I don't care I needed some by the end of it Mike to get through this show yeah and I think it's funny that that you bring it up the, the the specifics between the heroin and cocaine. So uh, this is the the I think the first time we've done a spoiler cast where beforehand I have taken extensive notes just because there was so much going on in this show that I really upset me that I needed to write it down so I didn't forget. And uh, uh, one of them uh, was specifically like, uh, who cares about the heroin? No one, like, no one cares about this plot point. Why do we keep coming back to it? Why did Ward need to get addicted to it? It, it, it was just, it didn't make any sense. The, the heroin made a lot of sense in uh, Daredevil because Daredevil's a very grounded show in Hell's Kitchen. He 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 very much cares about his neighborhood and the and the people in there. So when heroin enters his streets, he gets really pissed off, and it makes sense. But Dan- Danny's worried about Rand and this corporate enterprise and his family. Like he doesn't care about the heroin, and uh, and honestly, I you can't even really care about any of the characters in this show. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very hard to because they they go so back and forth between what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, at best, the, the the some of the dialogue is daytime soap opera. 
Uh, I mean, like, and then at worst, you know, it's this kind of campy corporate stuff that you, you tune out and you didn't miss anything for half an hour because they're talking about, you know, buying this dock down down the in some part of the, the city. And I think that's where the cocaine comes in. But, I mean, they don't need to spend three episodes on buying this dock because that's where the cocaine's being built. Mm-hmm, or, exactly. Or I think yeah. they, they took a lot and stretched it so thin that it was just all filler. Like, like oh, there was no meat to this. It's like making a sandwich and putting a thin slice of turkey in the middle, Mike, and nothing <laughs> else on it. Yeah, we need it. We need a little bit more bulk there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just it was really rough. Uh, one thing that I I really wanted to enjoy about this show was I wanted to enjoy a little bit more New York. The whole point of uh, this defend this defenders, all of these uh, characters, is that they're all going to be grounded in New York, and it was all going to be filmed there. They had this whole press conference before they even started production on these shows, where they announced that oh, this is all going to happen in New York, and it was going to be great. You know, it, you know, it's going to be awesome. Uh, that's basically, I think that wasn't the mayor there or something. There was some sort of representative for New York City at this yeah, like, press it was, conference. Yeah, it was a big deal because Marvel's filming all the shows in New York. They're bringing jobs to New York mm-hmm. uh, and, and all this stuff. So yeah, yeah and we and we had uh, and obviously, I'm sure people in New York will tell us very different because Hell's Kitchen is actually very very small. You know, they make it seem very big in the show, but I like that. I like the personality we got from Hell's Kitchen and uh, Daredevil and Matt. Murdoch trying to protect his city. The Kingpin was very much grounded in Hell's Kitchen. It just, you know, you got a, a sense of the world that you were in there. And even though we didn't like the back half of Luke Cage, at least Harlem actually felt like a location. Mm-hmm. Like, you really felt the neighborhood there. You got to know everything that was going on in that area. You know, Jessica Jones, not so much, but it definitely did feel more grounded because it was dealing more with people, not with corporate enterprise. You know, with Dan- with Danny Rand and Rand Industries, who cares? I don't even know where it is in new york city you know is it like down by the world trade center is it over like you know somewhere else i don't know the geography of new york very well and they didn't do a very good job letting me know where it is you know it would have been kind of cool maybe if they if they threw in a nod to being able to see avengers tower from there at least give me some sort of location it was just kind of like a faceless building it, it kind of seemed like they were going to make Rand tower kind of the neighborhood but it was it was boring as hell <laughs> Yeah, so I think the the show and and this is um, something that I was explaining earlier to someone was the the pacing in the show is terrible, mm-hmm. um, and and it's mostly because of the first the first half of the the show is just you know I, I, one's someone's battling drug addiction and the other people are dealing with them trying not to be kicked out of their the company with their name on it right. Mm-hmm. Um, the real revelation and everything comes down to the final episode. We get. Um, Harold Meacham back from the dead for a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, one whole, I guess one whole episode. He was back from the quote unquote, the dead for a whole day. Yeah. In the out land in public. The yeah. Out in public or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, where that's the episode where he figures out that his parents were really killed by Harold Meacham. All this reveal came in the very last episode. Well, you mm-hmm. have 13 episodes. You got to space this out appropriately to get people intrigued in the story moving along. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and for it to all come down to the last episode, highly disappointing. Um, oh yeah, and I, guess I, what? And guess what? We didn't see in that final episode. I felt like they were building it up the Kun whole Lung. season. Ugh. We didn't we didn't get to see Kunlong. And not not only that. Not only do we not get to see that, we didn't get to see that dragon. I mean, come on! Like we've just got an entire blockbuster like million multi-million dollar budget movie of Doctor Strange where they just took the whole Marvel Universe and plunged it in the mysticism and then when we finally get it on Netflix we can't even get like a decent look at the dragon for like at least a second we just get red glowing eyes I mean that really felt like some bullshit to me because I mean that's the coolest part of Iron Fist that's the coolest thing he defeats this dragon to get the power of the Iron Fist and I and I didn't need to see the full fight you know I didn't need them to blow their whole budget on a CGI dragon fight but I mean come on at least you just give us a cool shot of it for a second or something i mean we didn't get anything and then we also didn't get any of kung lung so it's just like how are we how are we supposed to care about that the mystical place how are we supposed to care about danny when we never see any of that we never see any of it so how are we supposed to connect with any of it 
Oh, exactly. I, and, and it all comes down, and most of that does come to the last episode, so you don't care. Like, I mean, it feels like, you know, like the middle might have been maybe the filler because Danny has, like, all these, like, angry flashbacks to mm-hmm. to the stuff, and then they drop that whole plot point forever. And then at the end, he gets them again. Uh, the pacing and how they just released this information to the audience was, was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like... If this was the first entry into the Marvel Netflix universe, uh, there wouldn't be any more. <laughs> um, <laughs> or at least, you know, like they'd have a, a very strong uphill battle. But they, they've they delivered such great shows beforehand that also may be hurting this. Uh, we may be spoiled on, on great shows. I, I, yeah, I did. I, I mean, I saw a little bit of notion that would kind of back that up where someone was saying, we did get spoiled very early on because Daredevil and Jessica Jones are great shows. And then a show like Luke Cage comes along, which I would say is a good sh- it was a, it's a mm-hmm. good show kind of when you average it out it's good. So um but uh, and then when you, when you get to uh, Iron Fist, I mean honestly, I think when I we talked about the um our first initial impressions on the show last week, I said that this this might fit pretty well on on the CW, which is not good when you're considering the prestige of, you know, that Netflix is building up. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, at, 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 if you compare this to what's on TV right now, it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um when you compare it to the Netflix series that's around it, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. Um, and it's just, it's just kind of disappointing because we had so much hope for it. When they announced the Defenders, my least favorite character of that was Jessica Jones. I'm like, mm-hmm. this, that shows, no, it can't be any good. Well, now Jessica Jones is, is up there. Like, you know, it and Daredevil pretty par for the course. Yeah. And Iron Fist is the lowest. And I was like, oh man, why, what has happened here? And I just, I, after watching that last episode and, and, like I, I felt this last five hours was good, like much better than the first half because I could watch the next one without having to step away and watch something else and come back. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's how I watch the other ones. I like I watch one. I'm like, okay, that's enough. I can feel every minute the show was on. I need to go somewhere else. Uh, come back and then, um, you know, the last five were better, but they still like getting it's there. No, it's you nowhere. Rede- get- it's nowhere redeeming it. No, 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 nowhere close. And you still leave on. I think this is the only one that left on such a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, and uh, and talk about a shitty cliffhanger too. So you literally know, I, on a I, cliff. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like I I get that these shows need to be their own, and they don't necessarily have to segue into the next season or to the next event or whatever like that. You know, I'm not expecting like an after credit scene for the last episode, kind of fishtailing into their next show. But I was hoping maybe for. A little something. I mean, if this is our last show until we get the Defenders, I was kind of hoping they would get the ball rolling at least a little bit in the last minute or two. You know, mm-hmm. because it. You know, we've had that similar in the in the movie universe. Like, uh, wasn't the Captain America the first Avenger the last movie until the Avengers? Yeah, and we had and it that gave little... us a, and it gave us a trailer. For yeah, it. so I mean, I didn't necessarily need a trailer, but I mean, give me give me a little something. I mean, I thought maybe we might get a little bit of of a reveal of maybe the origin of Sigourney Weaver's character since she's supposed to be the villain mm-hmm. in the Defenders. And I realized during the show is they never talked about the Meachams. Uh, they never talked about the mother of the family. It was always the father and kid dynamic. So, and I don't believe they said if she died. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know if they've ever mentioned her. I didn't really go back and look it over. But I was just like, oh, what if the mom is Sigourney Weaver or something like that? Like, it, that could be clever. But then at the same time, like, I don't really want the Defenders to tie in to Iron Fist at all. Like, I, I'm really hoping that the uh, showrunners for Daredevil Season 2 can come into uh, the Defenders and fix Iron Fist. You know, mm-hmm. I, I really hope they can. But I think that kind of fish tails into something that I really want to talk about is is the characters. And at the very top of the list, we have Finn Jones as Danny Rand. And I am just so disappointed. So I'm, I'm really hesitant to say this because, you know, I, I have no idea what it's like to act. I am a really poor judge of character when it comes to acting. And I... I think even a bad actor could fool me that they're good, you know, so I should, I should never work in like a casting department or anything like that. 
but I do I do not think Finn, Finn Jones is doing a good job in this show at all. Like, I don't know if it's the, the lines that were written for him. I don't know if it was how he was directed on screen. Or I don't know if maybe he's just legitimately not a good actor. But that portrayal of Iron Fist on the screen was just garbage. See, I, I can't I can't blame him. I think it's I think it's the writers and the directors in, in this. Because I, nothing felt natural from anybody, really, at mm-hmm. any point in time. Um, the only character I thought I was going to be interested in for a while was Harold Meacham. Um, mm-hmm. But... They kind of gave him a 180 as well. Like later, like uh, he seemed like a very different character at the end, and that's part of you know the process of dying and coming back to life. But they did that so late in the game. Like I, I think he would have been a cool, like cooler to see more of. But then just I don't blame. I can't blame him. I think it's. I well, feel it's a series yeah. as a whole. Well, and that and that's why I kind of wanted to refrain from it. Like, like you, when it comes to like a show with so many parts moving, you don't really know where the place to blame. So uh, I don't necessarily want to put it all on his shoulders necessarily. I mean, it's not like he had a whole lot of time to prove anything to me, like on Game of Thrones, because I don't really remember his character that much on that show. So I don't really have much to go off of. But he's his character is just so sad and mopey and just uninteresting and totally unlikable through the whole show it seemed like they were trying to do this this arc of his character where he kind of starts as an immature childish kid and kind of grows up into an adult by the end of the show but that really never comes to fruition for me and just the whole time he's just annoying and unlikable he has these like really dumb proverbs that he sticks into every conversations like you know kind of like oh confucius say type things and it's just really stupid so he's not talking like a real person and one could say like oh well he grew up in a monastery since he was a kid of course he's not going to act right but we never got to see any of that monastery stuff we never got to see what it was like to be in kung lung so how am i supposed to know how he's supposed to be well so so i think i think your problem is how they portrayed iron fist Slash Danny Rand was a very poor portrayal. Like he didn't have much strength in him. He was very anger. Like he's mm-hmm. full of anger. And I thought that was going to go somewhere because Harold was like he would get angry and then say I'm sorry. And then the Iron Fist was like I'm angry. Oh I'm sorry. I did that kind of thing. Like there was a lot of people saying I'm sorry. Yeah. He. I mean he never felt like a loose cannon or anything like that. And uh, at one point I was trying to figure out is Danny mentally ill. Because there was, uh, I think the 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 one point in the show where I just kind of lost all faith was episode six, which I guess was the one that RZA directed. So I don't know if I'm supposed to be blaming RZA. Maybe he shouldn't be directing stuff. But that fight with that weird spider lady and that tournament thing was just downright one of the worst things I have ever watched <laughs> in a superhero property. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it was like a superhero web series, like a low budget TV show, maybe a higher budget. TV show or a movie it is just it was just laughable starting from like the weird set decoration of the torn sheets just kind of mm-hmm. all around to the vibe of just like there's nothing at stake here I, I felt like Danny could just walk out at any given time like at least, like I didn't really care about that chemist's daughter or whatever you know I didn't you know it seemed like he could have just walked out of there because he's never really portrayed himself as a hero so I didn't really feel like he was like driving to be that and then this this character is just dressed up as this weird kind of like like I don't really know. Like she's like some sort of like bizarre like maitre d at some sort of themed restaurant. Like that has to do with like Middle Eastern or like Eastern stuff. And then like every like it's so ham fisted where it's just like oh let's put a spider on her back. Like it on it felt like they were like okay we have this comic book villain that does like poison and she like does well, stuff with spiders and stuff like that. So they, how can they we actually ground that? they actually took her <laughs> image directly from the comics. She's, yeah, she's which the is bright not, of nine spiders, and that's exactly how she looked, which did not translate well. At yeah, all. it it doesn't translate at all. I mean, if they're gonna go ahead and just lift from the comic book, at least lift Danny's costume from the comic book, because I saw a very good, a very good idea online where it said if Danny was in a costume and a mask the whole time, they could have thrown Finn Jones out during the fighting scenes and actually hired someone that knew how to fight, and it would have been entertaining. So, but that moment with that fight with that Spider Woman was just 
cringy and I just couldn't watch it. I was laughing the whole time. It was so stupid. And if you even analyze the whole fight in general, it just ends with like somehow Danny getting over the poison. And I believe this was before we learned Danny could heal things with his chi fist or whatever. So like the whole fight, he's getting stuck with this poison and he's slowly like working himself down and he can barely move and he's getting like slapped and kicked in the face by the spider woman. And all of a sudden he just rallies and punches her and then goes on to the next fight where he is totally fine and not poisoned anymore. It was just totally ludicrous and kind of indicative of how messed up the show was in general. And I just, I, I, I had to write that down as a note and I had to bring it up. I know it's a very a specific moment in the show, but I think it's where they just totally lost me. And I, and the thing is, I knew I was watching episode six. This was the last episode that the reviewers got. So I was just like, they felt like episode one through six was going to be a good way for these critics out there to review the show. And they specifically wanted to end that, I guess, on a bang. And they ended it on this weird tournament that had these really loose rules to it and somehow we were just going to trust that Gal was going to follow through with it and there's going to be some sort of honor among thieves or something I don't know man <sighs> but like I said the first half is, is very rough and uh-huh. again most of the reviews online are on this first half once again I think much later once once you get through, if you're going to watch it and you're going to get through it the end is better than the beginning um, so there's, you at least have, you know, that to look forward to, but the first, the first ones are pretty rough and mm-hmm. I, it just feels so disjointed. Like I said earlier, all along the, the path that someone wrote the first half of the show or, or was, had an idea for the first half and they're like, guess what? Well, we can't do that. So let's write the, the second half differently. And mm-hmm. then, oh shit, we're out of episodes. Let's wrap this up. Everything in a nice little bow. In, in one episode at the end. Yeah. Uh, so it just, you just didn't care for anybody. There wasn't really anyone there to, yeah, to latch onto and go with. And yeah. So there, there, there's kind yeah. of two, two more characters that I, I specifically wanted to bring up. And I, and I really wanted to ask you how you felt about Claire's role you know, night nurse in this, in this season in general, kind of, and also maybe her broader arc in the, in the show, because she's kind of more of a staple in the show. So what did you think about Claire in, in Iron Fist? Um, I, I actually think she was okay. Um, to be honest, because I'm, I'm more excited for her future and her arc than where she is usually at any given point in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I honestly like her the least in the daredevil episodes, uh, than I do later on. Um, mostly because, you know, we got her like uh, such a great version of her in Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously that version carried over. And, um, to, you know, to see that continue and then work with Iron Fist, who hopefully going forward is, you know, a Luke Cage, a Power Man Iron Fist show rather than just one of each. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think she would fit great in that universe a little better. But she's trying to better herself and be part of this rather than just being always the damsel in distress, as you will. Uh that, that you know that she kind of was kind of I guess in the first one or, or two. Yeah, I mean, I I do like how she's kind of taking this arc throughout the shows, but um, I think this is one problem all the Netflix shows have kind of had. But since all the other Netflix shows have been good, we've kind of overlooked it. Whereas Claire's kind of always felt shoehorned into these characters' plots. You know, it's always just kind of a coincidence that she ends up in their storyline. But I've I've always kind of just let that go. Because they always kind of say, uh, you know, every story is kind of allowed one coincidence. And you can kind of let that go. You know, so I was just like, okay, Claire just gets like messed up, just gets like mixed up in all these people's lives. You know, it's all right. But in a, in a show with so many flaws as Iron Fist, you know, it doesn't help Claire, I think, in any means where, I mean, literally uh, when I say shoehorned she invited herself into that dinner that Danny brought over for uh, Colleen which I was just like that seemed really out of character for her you know usually she's kind of respectful and sassy and smart and she's just you know basically at the gym with her personal trainer and she doesn't know like some famous guy brings her in food and she's just like oh can i sit down and eat with you well guys? no just- i think i think i think you missed that entirely because the 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 um colleen was acting says no and danny was insisting so it was like one of those like i'm gonna sit here with you in case he tries to like rape you or something it wasn't like she was like, oh, I want to yeah. be a part of this world. Well, that yeah, was like, oh, you're awkward. I need to save you kind of deal. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I think I, I, I think I, I'm hoping, you know, since I'm hoping since she'll finally get to kind of 
bring all these people kind of together, uh, Nick Fury style into Defenders, all of that kind of shoehornness uh, will kind of go away because now she's kind of a staple part of them, so it makes sense that she's around. So I, I feel like we're kind of almost over that threshold, I guess at least for me. I, I know, I, I think with Claire, uh, things are a little bit uh, better. It's kind of one of the more of the highlights of the show, so I think people mm-hmm. will have a little bit more mixed opinions, but I'm definitely looking forward to the Defenders with her because I like how she's kind of grown. I wish they maybe would have done a better job organically, uh, I guess, raising her skill level uh, throughout this show because all of a sudden she goes from, I guess, just training with Colleen every once in a while to being able to fight the hand. That didn't really feel like a smooth transition to me. But, um, well, you I, know, I don't know. We don't, again, my thing is, we don't know how long these shows take in between each other. Um, so I don't know how, we don't know how long between Luke Cage and this was, uh, sadly. I assume it's a real time. So, but I get what you're saying. I mean, it doesn't excuse anything. I just, mm-hmm. she's, my, my least favorite Claire things are when she's in Daredevil, but her, like when someone comes across her, it feels natural to the story. Like she was a nurse and they brought in, you know, a super powered person. And that's kind of how she met Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. And then she, because of Luke Cage, she had to learn to defend herself and and brought her into this. I didn't have a problem with her. I, I mean, I think maybe she was a little too much in it. Maybe that would, maybe that might be it. Um, take her out of one of those episodes because she was in a lot towards the end there yeah you Uh, know what i think we could probably just go ahead and take out that entire episode where they supposedly go to china which kind of just looks like a factory in jersey that they threw some chinese signs up on and maybe just put the drunken master fight which was kind of all right maybe somewhere else because that whole china trip was just uh, just totally pointless well i totally blocked that part out so yeah (laughs) um I, i i someone's like oh they went to china i'm like no, they didn't. They just but went down to they? the piers in New York. What are you well, talking they had, about? Well, Chris, they had to go to China because they have to put Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, a kung fu master who knows how to fight and has probably killed people before with his kung fu and Iron Fist, you know, back in Kung Lung. They had to put him on a plane so they could show him being a cryy, cry sissy baby who's still scared of flying around in planes. You know, <laughs> we got to get that other side of Iron Fist. We got to get wait, him in a plane somehow. Wait, they had flashbacks to his younger life, just like Hero, <laughs> every couple yeah. minutes? Yeah, I think oh, about man. five or six times in the first episode. Uh, oh, at least. I mean, I thought they were going to repeat that every episode with that plane opening up like a can of sardines. <laughs> like, I was like, if they do this three episodes in a row, like they, yeah. I'm out. Like I couldn't do yeah. it. So It just becomes comical at that point because every time the mom flies out of the top of the plane, I just keep going, see ya, because yeah. we've seen it so many times. So, okay, so we're really trashing this show, and I, w- I would like to continue trashing this show because there is one glaring flaw that I really want to bring up but first there is actually one shining light in this show that i actually legitimately loved and i would like to share that with you chris i i I can't really say no so (laughs) go on my 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 favorite part of the show and it's actually something that grows throughout and actually becomes enjoyable to watch is Ward Meacham's character the uh, this the the son of the of the of the the brother sister father dynamic if you don't quite remember the names because I'm sure some people probably zoned out but uh, he's he's played by a guy named Tom Pelfrey uh, I legitimately thought he was the shining light in the show he was the best actor out there he kind of did a, a little bit of a Ewan McGregor thing to me um, as an Obi Wan he somehow just uh, appeared past the writing peered past the direction. And ended up doing his own thing. And he actually was kind of like lighting up the scenes that he was in. Like when he got mad and angry, like it actually like I actually felt it. So I, I think at, at, at the the best I think that could come out of the show is that maybe he gets elevated in his career more. He get, pops up in some more shows because I actually really loved his character, which I didn't think I was going to like anything well, in the show after episode six. He didn't die. So that's a plus. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, so he, he has a, the opportunity to come back at, at, at any given point in the last two episodes. I'm like, he could die. Mm-hmm. Like he was going to die, but he didn't. So that's good. I, to me, I think my, one of my favorite characters I actually shown through was, uh, Davos, uh, uh-huh. his, his brother from Kunlun that came to get him. So he just kind of popped up out of nowhere. And I'm like, why does this guy seem familiar? He was in an episode of Sherlock this year. That's why I, I knew him as an oh, actor. Oh, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, and that's the only episode of this season of Sherlock that I had seen. He's, like, at the end of the first episode, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, and, yeah, and I was like, why does he look familiar? Like, did I miss something? Did I miss a whole episode where this guy just uh, 
popped up out of nowhere. Well, no, they just never told us until you know later. Yeah. But I I actually enjoyed him as a, as like you know a character um, with Danny going throughout and and you know helping him fight throughout yeah. all this stuff. Well, and I think we liked Davos because he's one of the few characters in the show that has very clear motivations. You know, he he's mm-hmm. shown up from Kunlong. It's obvious that he's trying to find Danny and bring Danny back, and that's exactly 100 percent what he what he wants to do and when he comes across any hand along the way he's gonna want to kill them so i think he we just knew exactly what he wanted so it was easy kind of to uh get invested in him except for that part where he was making foil ninja stars because i mean come on i don't care how magical kung fu master you are you're not gonna throw foil into the side of a food truck and stick Oh, I thought they were real ninja stars. So yeah, see, I, I spaced out on a lot of this. While I was watching. No, it was or he was like origamiing them into a thing, and he threw it into the thing. It's like, oh my god, this show is just not grounding itself in anything. No, but I, I think his his arc now now be at like short and and at the end of the show, um, you know, going to turn to Madame Gao and um, the uh, the other Meacham Joy to to go against Danny and get the Iron Fist actually kind of um, felt natural. Like, it was a good arc for him, because he's like, I just want to be the Iron Fist, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was chosen. So, um, I it, it fits the comic books, because on him, he wears the symbol of the drugs, the dragon, or like the dragon without wings on his on his chest. Mm-hmm. So, um, or I guess a snake or whatever. And he looks like Iron Fist. He's called Steel Serpent in the comics, is what I was going to. I liked him. That that was one of my characters. I I kind of latched onto there at the end, mostly because uh-huh. it was wasn't as bad as the rest of it. So, <laughs> oh, that's so sad. It's not as bad yeah. as the rest of it, but yeah, I, not as bad as the rest of it. I I think I I have um, identified the the big the biggest sin of this show. Something that I think you know I was always hoping. That you know, oh, oh, hopefully we can take Iron Fist out of the show, put him in the Defenders, and fix him. But I think the show has actually broken the Netflix universe, and I, I'm not 100 percent sure if it can get fixed because they have absolutely ruined the terrifying image of the Hand, and it's almost irreversible. Like, so this this show kind of decided to like elevate the Hand and bring them. Uh, more out of the shadows and reveal some of their secrets you know and and i don't think we still know everything about the hand but i guess we started to find out that there's different factions i guess gal was a faction of the hand uh that that one dude with the curly hair that showed up what was his um, name is it, uh, Bra- bravos or something ba- no, bodico bakuto yeah. bakuto yeah bakuto so I, he kind of had like a cultish faction so they went ahead and they started muddling the definition of the hand but now the hand seems like they could be literally just about anybody. Like we had a very clear definition of what the hand was from Daredevil and from the way Stick was explaining them. They were basically super deadly ninjas that couldn't die. They were literally always dressed as ninjas. They were like experts with bows and swords and other awesome weapons and stuff like that. And they could literally appear out of the shadows. They didn't make a no- they didn't make noise. Like Daredevil literally couldn't find them until he started listening to their heartbeats because they were were that deadly and uh there was they were swarming them and you had someone like stick and daredevil and um electra that had to flee from them like they they literally couldn't stick around and fight anymore they had to get out of there or they would die and so they they did an awesome job in daredevil making the hand seem very very almost unbeatable uh to a point and then you get to this show, and the hand, I guess, can be literally anybody. It can just be, like, some thugs out on the street, uh, somebody at a karaoke bar that kills some people with a sword. Uh, the, you know, I think maybe the people with hatchets... No, the hatchet gang was different. You know, it's kind of hard to and confusing to keep track of what the hand is. And I guess the hand can just be people that graduate from a, um, from a lesson at a dojo class. I guess Colleen can promote people to the hand. So it just made no, it made no sense... Who the hand actually was it seemed like some people could kill hand very easily it seemed like some people could could barely kill the hand i don't remember if the guy burning the medical records was hand i don't believe i don't believe i don't he think was. he was because yeah, he had, um 
Ward Ward didn't know about the hand until much later. Yeah, that's right. But that's a whole different point because that dude was just a normal dude with brass knuckles and Danny could barely fight him at all, which made no sense. Uh, So this show has basically effectively ruined the hand. You know, I don't really... They tried to clear up a little bit of definitions of it, but it seems like there's different factions, so I can't keep track of even what is pure hand anymore and what isn't. You know, Stick was a guy that seemed very adamant about, you know, defeating the hand, uh, but they don't seem to be the same type of people anymore. So the whole time I was thinking, what would Stick say about this situation right now? What would Stick be doing? You know, Madame Gao is kind of like this mysterious person that had some sort of weird power or ability to flick people with her hand across the room. And all of a sudden, her powers just kind of got nerfed at some point. And I guess she can kind of read minds, I think. I don't really know what's going on there. I don't know if maybe she's Mm -hmm. just also a master manipulator, but they just made everything more convoluted. They made the hand less scary. And I believe the hand is probably going to be the main baddie in the defenders. And now I'm not scared of them anymore. So I just, I am so mad that they did that to these people that I thought were super cool in the last season of Daredevil. And now they're just like dumb, stupid thugs that I guess just want to sling heroin. And I guess some of them kind of want to, I don't topple corporations like it's fight club or something. It's just stupid. Like I thought they like, I thought they were literally trying to take over the world and take over the city of New York and like destroy everybody. Cause there was mysterious giant holes in the earth that they didn't know how far down it went. And there was these weird sarcophaguses that brought people back to life. It was all very ambiguous and subtle. That's what I like about all these other Netflix shows is they're subtle. There's no subtlety anywhere on this show. Everything is at face value. Everybody says exactly what they're feeling and thinking. And that just kind of brings it back around, man. I don't know. What did you feel about the hand? Well, to me, like this is actually the hand in the comic books. Um, and, and if you've not read that, then I, I totally get where you're coming from. But the hand is there's a lot more convolutedness to the hand, and I think a lot of people believe that the sh- series, the Netflixers, are heading to a, a comic book series called Shadowland, um, where Daredevil takes over the hand uh, at, at a certain point. So maybe at the end of the whatever the next series is, the Daredevil takes over the hand. But the hand has always been split up. Uh, Bakuto is in the comic books. He is. Um, a leader of the South American branch of the hand normally. Uh, like they have like different like groups on the different continents. There are splinter groups like the snake root clan, uh, which um, I don't know if anyone from the snake root clan was in this one, but like there are different, it's, it's a very hierarchical, but now it yeah. kind of is mixed with hand is kind of like Hydra almost uh, in, in the Marvel universe because anyone could be the hand and anyone could have been Hydra. All they got to do is say their secret words and they come out. Yeah. I mean, and they just did a very poor job explaining all of that then. I mean, mm-hmm. you did a you did a pretty good job just right there telling me that there's different factions and whatever. But throughout this entire series of the Netflix universe, they've never explained that there's different factions of hand. They've literally just said those two words, the hand, like they're just one body organization. And even when Stick talked about them, about their past and what their, um, what their motivations were, he never brought up like splinter groups and stuff like that and there's like a south american group oh man so yeah yeah. like again who knows how they're going to adapt that for the uh for the netflix series um but i mean i i the fact that you know they are offering like hey here's your generic you know basic hand like the hand for beginners kind of group is kind of what bakudo seemed yeah i guess like (laughs) hey uh, you know you you know how to karate chop some wood you want to come work for us for a little bit We'll get you. We'll get you a college degree and and pay for your tuition if you come. You know, try to take down Danny Rand for us for a little bit. That's really mm-hmm. what we're going for here. But then you know you have like gals. Um, you know her. She was more of the the secret uh, heroine thing. But she also said in the 17th century she spent a lot of it being tortured. So maybe she's more than what she appears to be, or, yeah, or has know. been brought back to life or cannot die. Kind of like. Uh, Harold Meacham. He didn't yeah. age once he was brought back to life. I, again, I don't know, but there are a lot of things, and they may be building that towards, like I said, a lot of people assumed um, the series Shadowland, uh, which saw Luke Cage and, and, and uh, Iron Fist and uh, Daredevil t- uh, you know, work on. Like Daredevil was possessed by a hand demon to, to break it down. So uh, it's, it's very, very different, very weird. 
So I don't know how they're going to handle it. To me, it, it didn't matter too much because by that point, they'd already watered down the Iron Fist. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, he knocked down a, a door to a hospital, and one of the coolest things he did was hit the floor on the on the, in the business, the corporate house or the mm-hmm. corporate building, and blew up everything. But that's like the second episode and the last episode. Uh, so he didn't really use his fist as much as you know we wanted to. So it was very watered down to begin with. So yeah. they were throwing like these, like, well, these are just you know kind of generic soldiers, like not not the Daredevil's hand. We have to tell you these aren't Daredevil hand members. Yeah. Like they had and, to break it down for us. And sometimes it wasn't the hand. Sometimes it was those Hatchet Gang people. And I guess sometimes it was like the DEA because it was people in military gear. So you could never really keep track of who we were supposed to be fighting uh, as the heroes. So yeah, that didn't really make any sense. Because <laughs> the one hand that broke in to the dojo whenever they had Gal looked like police like riot gear it didn't even yeah. look like hand mm-hmm. or, or it, did, it didn't make any sense i mean so i guess we don't have to really belabor the point anymore we obviously didn't like the show i mean i i have like a ton of notes here i'm not going to go through them all but i mean there was like a couple little little quick fire things real quick i thought it was weird that they pretty much ripped off the music from stranger things and they also uh combined it with like eastern music too. how had, like forgettable <laughs> is that introduction like oh the, yeah how forgettable I, was that i'm so glad they added the skip button because i skipped it every time oh do they have a skip button now <laughs> yeah well at least on the on the browser version i'm not too sure if you're watching like through an apple tv or you know uh, another device like Xbox, i but i but like, specifically upgraded to the 4k version of netflix to watch this show right <laughs> i got nothing out of 4k on this one i could have watched it regular i yeah I, you, talk about you probably, regret you probably could have so yeah they kind of ripped off that stranger things vibe which i thought they probably just did because oh wasn't that music in stranger things cool i don't really think thought it fit the show literally at all and um i don't know if danny Rand's character in the comic books like likes hip-hop music but apparently he likes hip-hop music in this show and i think that's literally just because the soundtrack in luke cage is popular so they just ripped that off too uh, so th- those were two things that really annoyed me, uh, but I, I I I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think it people can tell by now that we didn't like the show. So, uh, I, Chris, is there any way you think you can you can sum this up? Yeah, um, Iron Fist is not a show for anyone who wants what they've seen on these previous Netflix shows. Mm-hmm. However, you're gonna have to watch it if you want to watch the Defenders. So um, you might as well suck it up. <laughs> and and take it one at a time because trying to trying to chug this you know this is this is a this is a double shot of a Netflix show and you're probably gonna throw up if you try to do it all at once so, <laughs> yeah it's, um, it's gonna be that bottom shelf stuff that's sold in a plastic jug yeah you're gonna there's this is gonna leave an aftertaste in your mouth now give me a <laughs> week or two I'll probably it's forgettable it's forgettable is what it is it didn't offend me like you know that's my rating system did it offend me no I'm not I'm not mad at the show I'm just disappointed in it and and I, that's kind of like a theme in the show itself like you know the son couldn't live up to the father kind of thing but I, I just I felt like you know there was so much potential and so much opportunity oh, yeah. just squandered here. Uh, on on the, this, the eve of, you know, the Defenders coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think a lot of when you watch this show is you just start thinking about the future. There's so many future questions here. Uh, first of all, do you want to see a second season of Iron Fist? A lot of people would probably say, if you didn't like the show, no, I don't want to see more. Hey, but maybe if they brought in a competent showrunner, writers, and a directors, maybe we could actually get a good telling of Iron Fist and maybe make up for the crap that we got. Because I still think he's a cool character that I'd like to see more of. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of another thing that you think about in the future. You think about, oh, you know, what's going to happen to the Defenders? Hopefully none of this leaks over into that show. Because I know I've been looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that, like, perfect, uh, like, eight-episode count. There's not going to be any filler. It's just going to be awesome action all the time. These uh, people... Uh, meeting I, I, and I really I really want to see more Daredevil because I love that show uh, season one and two are, are really great so this is almost going to kind of be like a, a third season of Daredevil in my mind coming a little bit sooner so I'm really looking forward to that but Chris I was thinking about you the whole time once I figured out who this showrunner was and what he's yeah. doing next yeah so I mean to me I'm, I'm not honestly too worried because again uh, Inhumans is, is Scott Buck's next show and it's eight episodes as well um, it's got the, he has to answer not only to Marvel Entertainment, um, but he has to answer no, not to Netflix, but to ABC and IMAX. 
so hopefully that helps out. But the show feels rushed. Like they had to get this show out before the defenders, and maybe mm-hmm. that might be some of the problem as well. Like we have to get Iron Fist out. We we don't know what we're gonna do with him, but we got to get it out because remember we worried forever that we didn't hear anything on the show. Yeah, that's true. We were kept we kept waiting for like a casting announcement for some sort of when it was gonna shoot, when it was gonna come out, and it wasn't officially announced for a long time. And we 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 knew it was coming, but we never got kind of like the official stamp of approval. Iron Fist is ready to go and signed off on so. Uh, yeah, maybe that was, I would, I would love to see what happens as kind of time goes on. We start to hear news from the inside of the production, maybe get a little bit more, uh, like, uh, secrets leaking out, but yeah, I'd really like to know what went wrong. But I mean, uh, a lot of people out there say it makes a lot of sense. Um, would you say his name was Scott Buck? Is Scott, that what his name? Scott Buck, I believe is a yeah, showrunner. And I believe the last notable thing he did was the last half of Dexter, which basically ruined a really awesome show. But, you know, that could have been Showtime's problem for extending well, it further than it he, needed he, to be. But he started he started on Dexter in, like, 2007. Yeah, uh, but I, I believe he was in charge of, like, the last couple seasons, which are pretty much panned by all of the fans of the show. They hate, they hate it. So I don't know if this guy just can't find his sweet spot. Maybe in the past he's done something mm-hmm. that impressed people because – I mean, he keeps getting work. I mean, come on, Iron Fist and Inhumans before his show even came out. So, I don't know, man. I But we ain't happy over here at Superhero Slate. Yeah, at the end of the day, again, I'm not mad either. Like, this this, this could be much worse. Like, this could have been much, much worse. But it, it, when you when you have the other four season series to compare it to, it's, it is easily the bottom of the barrel. Uh, and, and you... you I, I would like to hear someone try to argue that with us. Like, if you feel differently about the show, do let us know. And what what did you see in it that, that I guess we're missing? Mm-hmm. Um, because I I can I can forgive lots of stuff. I can I can sit through a Transformers movie and not feel as bad as I did with this. So sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, no, that's it. I guess it's time to get on to the regular episode, Mike. But I, do you have anything you want to add at the end of this? No, I, I mean, I don't think I can. I, it would just be belaboring points that I've already brought up. But I mean, it's the first time I ever took like, uh, I think there's over like 30 bullet points here about I, things I didn't like on this show. So, <laughs> well, funny enough, last March we were <laughs> complaining about a, another comic book property uh, in in tandem. Um, <laughs> that that's true. I guess March is just a, a sore spot for us right now. Yeah, March March is bad. I just want something happy. I I know that sounds weird, but I want something fun and happy because after this and Logan, like, good lord. Yeah. Can Guardians to, get here soon enough? Like, yeah, give I me mean, something to be, happy. Yeah. To be clear. We enjoyed Logan, but it was just sad. <laughs> yeah, like it's just I need a happy show. Give me a happy show, well, people. You're just so. gonna have to go rewatch uh, uh, Lego Batman because we because that I, was that was fun. <laughs> I did. I actually I downloaded a copy and watched it on, on Friday <laughs> night. So uh, there we go. Good on you. Yeah. So all right. Well, Mike, uh, people want to see what else you're up to. Where can they find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V A L D A N. Um, I have an Iron Fist pop. Maybe I'll take a picture of him. Maybe I'll beat him up. I don't know. <laughs> it, that's, how, that's how I feel. But he has a glowing orange fist, which is more than can be said for the guy in this show sometimes. <laughs> uh, or you can read uh, my stuff on, on Comic UI. And, and yeah, so I'm, I'm everywhere right now. I got too many to list. It, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> this is someone's first Superhero Slate spoiler cast, Mike. Can you tell them what else we do and where they can find us? Yes, as always, as I say at the end of every show, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host a show and our show notes. So if you ever want to see some of the stuff that we're talking about, if we ever mention any uh, links or images, usually we always throw those up in the show notes and you get that there. So you can find us and subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can get us right in your email inbox by subscribing with your email address and you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and you can pick up some Superhero Slate merch like uh, t-shirts and mugs and I think even like mouse pads over at uh, superhero slate.com slash store 
if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review, dropping us a like or a comment wherever you are consuming the show. We really like that. We like seeing the feedback. And if you're a super fan of the show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week laying down the latest superhero news and talking about the latest mm-hmm. uh, superhero spoiler casts. So there you go. That's the show. We made it. We finally got through it. We got through this just like we got through Iron Fist, Mike, so we made it. Yep, that's right. So I guess now it's time to kick it on over, and we're going to go record our regular news episode for the week. So subscribe, and that'll show up right in your, uh, I guess, um, feed. Is that what they're called? Feed as well. Yeah, they're they're feeds, Chris. You got it right. Yeah, go us. So uh, we'll catch you next week. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Everybody was kung fu fighting!